Welcome to the Teen Financial Freedom Podcast. Teen Financial Freedom is a personal finance blog run by teens who are on a mission to equip their peers with the knowledge, resources, and understanding they need to become financially free for the rest of their lives. Hey guys, uh, Terry Turner here, back with another episode of the Teen Financial Freedom Podcast. Today's topic is on mentors, and specifically how I consider mentors like the cheat codes of life. And I'm sure most of you are fairly familiar, at least, with what a mentor is and why they would be so useful or why they are so useful. Uh, But for those of you who don't, we'll give a little explanation on what exactly a mentor is and how they're used or like how what that relationship looks like, um, what you do with a mentor, et cetera, et cetera. But also the main motivation for recording this is that as I've gone through one of the tougher semesters in my college experience so far, mentors have been critical uh, for keeping, I don't know, keeping my energy up, for bouncing ideas off of, for asking questions. Um, it's, they've, they've all in all been one of the most encouraging aspects of, of a tough time. And I've seen the value more and more particularly during the hard times in life. But also there's a lot that can come out of the good times too. All in all, I just consider them like the cheat codes for life and I'll explain why. And going back into my motivation for recording uh, on this topic is that I don't think enough people use mentors or have mentors or actually are proactive about pursuing and finding and adding mentors to their network. And so I just wanted to create or record a quick episode on all things mentors. So this isn't going to be an exhaustive list by any means. Um, However, I do hope it'll have some useful tips for you. And if you haven't already, encourage you to find some mentors for different areas of your life. So without further ado, what exactly is a mentor? There's probably quite a few definitions one could use, and I'm not referencing like an official definition from a dictionary or anything. But when I think of a mentor, the thing that comes to mind is your a mentor is someone that you want to emulate or somebody you want to be like. And in some sense, a mentor is just someone who is at where you want to be in X amount of years, say like five years, uh, 10 years, or just sometime um, in the future, like it, it, the timeline isn't exact, um, but here's an example. Say you're in middle school, like, I don't know, actually was homeschooled the whole life, so I don't even know what the proper ages for middle school are. Let's just throw out a number. Say you're like 12 years old and you just started basketball. Um, and, and basketball is like a huge focus in your life right now. You love things, all things basketball. You're just obsessed with it. You want to play it semi-professionally, maybe in college and potentially even go, you know, full like professional NBA. A mentor for someone at the age of 12 years old might just look like someone in their uh, junior or senior year of high school or somebody in like a college student who's playing for a local college or even a mentor could even be uh, an older like coach, like an actual coach for a high school or college basketball team. And you know what? A mentor could even be at that age, someone from a professional team. It would just be 
depending on your your personal network and how where it's already at, it would just be unlikely for most 12 year olds who have an interest in basketball to find a professional NBA level coach or player to coach them. It's not possible though. I'm sure there, I'm sure that exists. Um, it's just unlikely uh, that your first mentor ends up being someone at the very top of their field. However, if you get that opportunity, don't shy away from it. That's, that's worth its weight in gold right there. That is insane. Um, if you have the ability, just, it doesn't matter what area of life it is. If you have the ability to have one of the a professional or one of the top uh, professional, yeah, just professionals in their field mentor you, you would be insane to turn that down. I'm just throwing it out there. That's all a mentor is. A mentor is just somebody who is at a place in their life that you want to be in five, 10, 15 years, whatever it is. Um, let's take an example personally for the topic of this blog and podcast, which is personal finances and entrepreneurship. A mentor for someone in high school, say 15 years old, or someone in college, like 19 years old, eight, uh, 19, 20 years old, might be a young business person in their 30s who are running their own business. It might be an older gentleman who has already retired and is investing a multi-million dollar portfolio and has several real estate properties. So you have an interest in real estate. It's just basically anyone who's at a place in their life that you want to emulate or be in a similar place sometime. They just, all it is, is just someone with knowledge that you don't have, you can learn from. And oftentimes the more knowledge they have, the more life experience they have, uh, the more concrete success they have in their field, the better of a mentor they are. But that's not always the case. All right. So now we've kind of established what a mentor exactly is. It's pretty basic. Uh, most of us can kind of understand, most of us intuitively know what a mentor is, even if we don't assign the word mentor to the definition we have in our heads. Okay. Well, why are mentors so powerful? It's pretty self-explanatory. If you know someone who has experience in a field you want to get better at, uh, in a subject that you have interest in, whatever it is, if there's someone with more knowledge than you have that has actually done the things you want to do that is successful in that field, it's pretty obvious that that's an advantageous relationship to have because there's a lot they can teach you. They can help you avoid the mistakes they made. They can help you avoid, avoid the mistakes their mentors made, that their uh, bosses made. They, they, they just got infinitely more life experience than you do. Oftentimes, a mentor might be, you know, 50% or twice or four times your age. You know, if, if you're 15 years old, it wouldn't be absurd to have a mentor that's 60 years old, right? Um, it, it really just depends on the person. Like age isn't really that big of a deal. Age, I would say, is the least important factor. And that more important is the experience and the quality of the character of the mentor. But um, that's again why kind of the age definition of what a mentor is is a little vague because you can have someone who's really young but extremely successful and would be an excellent mentor. Uh, and you can also have someone who's you know much older, say 60, 70 years old, who wouldn't be that great of a mentor, maybe because of their, you know, they don't communicate well or they're not a good teacher or they're not patient or they have, you know, character deficiencies or they just don't know much about the field you're, you know, looking to, which would be kind of odd, <laughs> an obvious reason not to uh, like uh, apply for a mentor or like ask someone to mentor you. It would be obvious to, to not ask someone to mentor you if they don't have much knowledge in the field. So that's kind of self-explanatory, but age is not really a biggest a big deal here. Um, however, generally, the more age someone has, uh, 
the more life experience they also have. So in some sense, older can be better. <laughs> um, the reason mentors are so powerful, it's just, as I already said, it's pretty self-explanatory. If, if you have a relationship in a net and have added someone to your network, if you have a relationship with and have added someone to your network that has substantially more experience, life experience and knowledge, industry knowledge than you have, then it's just obvious that the problems you run into, you can bring to them and they can just provide a perspective on it that you've never would have even considered before. Essentially, just think of it like a future you, someone who, like, we all like to theorize, what if I could go back in time and tell my younger self something? Uh, you know, what would that be? That's basically what a mentor is. Um, a mentor, if you find the right one, is just a future you. And that's why it's so powerful. They can help you avoid so many mistakes and make so many of the right decisions. All right. So now we know what it is and why men, what mentors are and why they're so powerful. How would you find one? Uh, in today's day and age, the, uh, the age of the internet, mentors are much easier to find. And the pool of mentors you have available to you are much, much wider than they were, say, 50 years ago. Um, you know, say 50, 80 years ago, whatever it is, you know, before the internet even existed, your mentors would have been likely limited to some degree to the people in your region, into your local area, your town, your city, uh, whatever that looks like. And in a small town like I'm in with about 6,000 people, uh, my pool of mentors would have likely been much, much smaller. In all, in all honesty, a lot of my mentors right now, probably a good half of them are completely virtual. Um, one of my best connections I ever made was were the people or still are, I shouldn't say were as in past tense, but still are uh, the team members I've met through TFF. That's a little bit different. They're not mentors per se, but they are peers. It's just an example of, I've actually never even met any of the members from TFF, from Team Financial Freedom in real life, but they're all extremely close friends of mine and they're all extremely high quality and excellent peers that are all go-getters. And that's just an example of the power of the internet. Like I'm able to work with these people I've never even met before that are my peers and that think a lot like me and have the same interests and passions. And I never would have met them without the internet. So the internet is an incredibly powerful tool. And honestly, this stuff is a little broad and it's in some sense hard, but it's in some sense a little, a little bit easier to, I guess, almost the broadness, the, the variety of the options you have to pursue a mentor are so many that it might be overwhelming. That would probably be the only tricky part about this step. That and weeding out the good and bad mentors. Um, I'll say I haven't, to this point, I haven't had, as far as I know, I haven't ever had a mentor that I regret was, was a mentor of mine. I've never had someone like come and say, I'm going to be your mentor. And they're like, uh, a criminal or someone of extremely poor character. Like I've never had that happen. Uh, so this isn't, I, I wouldn't say, I wouldn't worry too much about the, how was going to put this? From my experience, when it's almost, it's almost like this intuition factor, uh, you'll just, when you see the right mentor, you'll kind of know it. And that there'll be someone you you jive with, that you just click with. They they are interested in your story. You're interested in their story. Um, you have similar career interests, or the person you're you're learning from who's become who's going to hopefully become your mentor uh, has a career path that you want to 
emulate in some some sense when when you start into conversation with these people who have a lot more life experience than you you'll often just in some sense you'll intuitively notice the people who are worthy of being a mentor rather than not and sometimes if you already have one or two particularly say parents with um, who obviously have more life experience than you you can bounce a potential mentor off of them or other mentors and see if they think that would be someone they would trust um but as for how to find one i don't really have many specific tips here i'll say as time goes on and your pool of networks and sorry you your network of mentors and peers and just general connections in this in life and in the spaces you're interested in, it'll naturally become easier to find mentors. Um, I've been recommended mentors by uh, mentors I've had in the past. Like mentors have recommended more mentors to me is essentially what I'm saying. And it kind of builds on itself. It compounds in some sense. I've had mentors come from completely just online as I'm browsing. Like one time I was watching a webinar and there was a guy speaking on that webinar that had a really cool story and a really cool business. I just liked a lot of things about him, his story, what he was doing. And I just messaged him on LinkedIn and we ended up connecting and having several calls. And he connected with me, connected with me more people, gave me some really cool opportunities, shared some books with me, all kinds of things. Uh, and that was one of the best LinkedIn, <laughs> that was one of the best, I guess, messages I've ever sent in some sense, like it was one of the best decisions I ever made, not like life decisions, but for a LinkedIn message, it produced some pretty cool results. So, I mean, I've seen success through messaging someone on LinkedIn actually multiple times with two or three mentors. Now that I think back, I've, I've added two or three mentors to my list just because of a LinkedIn message. Um, I believe I've had mentors through Facebook. I'm trying, I'm trying to recall the exact example I'm thinking of. But for example, Facebook would also be an excellent place to find mentors because there's so many groups on there, likely in the subject of interest that you have, that you could just spend a week in any Facebook group of of substantial quality, of some, of some quality, and just read the posts that are going on in there, see who the most active people are, uh, see what their qualifications are in their profiles. This is the same for LinkedIn, by the way, or any other major social media platform. Essentially, just find people who have proven themselves, see what kind of person they are. Uh, social media is going to be a perfect description or example of what their life is like, because um, everyone can just craft the image to some degree, craft an image of what they want they what they want their life to look like through social media. It's not ideal. Um, I'm thinking like Instagram influencers right now aren't exactly the people I would run to, to be my mentors. Um, if I don't try, if I don't know them in somehow outside of Instagram or know them personally, or weren't recommended them by a current mentors to some degree, that's what I'm saying. Don't just rush to gurus, uh, who are trying to sell you something. That's what you want to avoid for sure. Don't rush to people who are willing to be your mentor, quote unquote, under the guise of selling you something that that can be, uh, that would be a pitfall pitfall I would definitely try to avoid. Um, but before I spend too much more time on this, it's I, I could talk like an hour on just this step alone. So I'm going to cut myself off here. Finding a mentor isn't the hard part, in my opinion. I'll, we'll get into the tricky part in a second. Um, it's, it's really just self-explanatory. It's just putting yourself out there, by the way, 
just telling your parents and a few friends and your friends' parents, just spreading the word a little. You don't like advertise it and get a tattoo on your forehead that says, I'm looking for a mentor in basketball or finance or whatever. Just put the word out there, be vocal about it. And people will be like, hey, I have a friend who's on Wall Street, is a stockbroker and has experience um, in the finance space and is financially free. In fact, and he's 34 years old. He would be a great guy for you to connect and hop on a phone call once a month with. Um, and, and, that, and it's just as simple as that. Just put the word out there and it'll be all the much easier to find someone because almost everyone knows someone in some space. And there's a lot of warm leads essentially out there for you. If, as long as you're vocal enough about it and willing to put in some legwork of finding these people and hunting them down in some sense, not in any weird way, just pursuing them per um, being proactive. All right. So we've gone over kind of what the gist of mentorship is and what that looks like and how to find some. Um, that's, that might be still a little vague. If you have issues with it, uh, just email us at teenfinancialfreedom at gmail.com. You can even just reference this podcast specifically, ask for myself, Terry, and I would be more than happy to help you and connect you with any of the people I have in my network, by the way. Um, I would have no issues with that at all. So if you want someone, if you want to practice, if practice being vocal or putting yourself out there, shoot us a message. We'd be, I'd be glad to help personally. I know my teammates would be as well uh, in any way we could. But with that, let's move on to the next kind of step here. When to use mentors. So once you have one, what exactly do you do? Well, this one's, this step's also a bit vague to some sense, but also kind of just depends on the mentor you choose in their personal life. So I have mentors who I don't keep in frequent contact with, um, but we know each other on a fairly personal level and they would be more than willing to help me whenever I reach out to them. I don't necessarily schedule calls with them on a regular basis, uh, but I still consider them a mentor because they're someone I could reach out to um, in a time of need or just to share something cool with. Um, they're just someone I look up to and I respect a lot and they can kind of serve in an unofficial mentorship role in some sense. Like they're not consistently regularly hopping on an hour phone call with me each week or each month or whatever it is, but I'll still, I still consider them a mentor. You can have like passive and active mentors in some sense. So I have, I have both, I have quite a few of both, um, and you could take it either way. But I would say you find the most success when you have a couple, one to two, maybe we'll say one to three active mentors and maybe half a dozen passive mentors would be, I would say off the top of my head, a decent goal to reach. And it depends on the activity level too, because some mentors might only want to, might only have the time available to them to meet like for 30 minutes a month, uh, while other mentors might have a lot more free time and be able to meet for like an hour a week. So you might not necessarily want to stack half a dozen mentors um, on your schedule that are meeting that you're meeting with an hour each, an hour a week. My words, stumbling my words. Uh, that you're meeting with an hour each week uh, per mentor. Like that's like six hours of calls or meetings per week. Um, that might be a little bit more. If you know, it depends on your personal goals and stuff, but. Essentially, what I'm saying is just have a couple different um, people in your network that are active mentors, and I would say an equal, roughly an equal, or maybe a little bit more of uh, passive passive mentors who you can reach out to just whenever you have uh, odds and ends or questions here and there. Uh, how to, as for how to use them, 
Um, more often than not, if you find the right mentor and they of, are of high character and if they're of a high character and the right mentor, they'll be more than happy to help you whenever you reach out. That's been my experience personally, at least. So whenever I run into kind of any life problem or I have an issue or I have an idea or I just have a question in general, um, I just think of which mentor in my network that relates to the best. And then I message them and ask. And sometimes this is even a great idea too. And the part of the reason for having multiple mentors is ask the same question or present the same problem to multiple mentors. And you'll, and that's even more powerful because you'll get multiple different perspectives um, and be able to get essentially like 200 years worth of life experience on one particular problem. And that's incredibly powerful. One thing that can be a little tricky about this though, is that as you reach out to different people, people have different perspectives on problems and they might even give you conflicting advice. So we'll get a little more into that in a second. But what I often do here is when I receive conflicting advice from two to three men, from two to three different mentors, I'll bring it to my most trusted mentor with the most experience in said space or problem that I'm presenting or a question I'm asking about. And I'll present the variety of opinions and perspectives and advice to that one most trusted mentor. And they'll be able to often recognize, like sit down and recognize, ah, you know, these, this is all fairly good advice, but it's nuanced. Here's why this mentor said this. Here's why this, here's why that mentor said that. Um, and they'll be able to kind of consolidate it all and give me generally a fairly accurate picture of what each mentor was trying to say and how it best applies to me. Um, because a, a large role or a large aspect of your success in men, a mentorship role, like a working with a mentor, is how well they know you personally, how well they know your personal situation and your story and your personality and all of those things. Because the advice will, will, the effectiveness of the advice will also depend on how well the mentor knows you personally. So that's why bringing it to bringing conflicting opinions to it most to the most trusted mentor in your network can help a lot. It makes all the previous advice more tangible and realistic and valid for yourself. Um, it, as for what to do with mentor, I've already went over quite a bit here, but it's pretty basic. So whenever I run into a major life problem, I'll just text a few mentors, uh, text say one to three, and just say, for example, let's, let's take an example. I'll just make this real fast and to the point. When I was having issues with school earlier this semester, I messaged multiple people um, and said, hey, I'm having some issues with school. Let's, I'll, to keep it short, I'm going to just use my midterms as roughly the time I'm thinking when I was doing this, but it was kind of throughout the semester. Around the midterms, uh, or my midterms, I got the notification I was failing two classes. So it was around that time I reached out to multiple people and I said, hey, uh, I just recently learned that, that I'm failing two of my classes in college. And I've had a lot of questions about school lately, its effectiveness, uh, what my goals for it should be, just some general things like that. Would you have any time in the next week or so to meet with me for a short call and talk about it? And um, all of them were extremely helpful and uh, didn't mind taking the time out of the day to help me at all. Um, just want to keep the request short to the point, respect their time and that's just one example of how you can use a mentor. When you're running into a problem in your life, present it to multiple people with a better life experience 
and set up a call. Go from there. They'll share their thoughts and whatever advice they have for you. That's one example. You can also do other things like um, if you have something that you think would help your mentor, I'm sure they would be love. I mean, they would love to hear about it and for you to share that with them. So for example, if I run into a resource, if I know one of my mentors is really into cryptocurrencies, right? And I find a really cool cryptocurrency tool or even like a new investment or now let's do a little asterisk on the investment part. Uh, This isn't to like shill investments to your mentors, but hey, invest in Doge. I've heard it's the next big thing. They're going to get annoyed if you keep like spamming them with those messages. What I mean by investment is I might present like a project to them. I might show like, or ask them about a specific crypto project or a different investment and say, Hey, have you heard of this new company? I think, I think it's pretty interesting. I know you have a lot more experience in this space than I do. What do you think of it? What's their business? Like, what do you think of their, the gist of their business model? Like, are their financials solid? You can ask general questions like that. Not necessarily saying like, Hey, you the more experienced person should invest in this. <laughs> that's not exactly what I'm saying there. Um, that's all besides the point. You can also just share things like a, like a book that you know they'd be interested in, send that their way. Um, book recommendations, podcast recommendations, send some cool articles to them that make them think, that make you think of them. It's pretty basic, just basic business relationship stuff. All right. So we've talked a little bit about what a mentor is, why mentors are so useful, um, how to find some mentors, and basically when to use them. Let's move on to um, the epilogue of this episode here, just kind of some tips to wrap it up, to wrap the episode up. All right. I've got four general tips that I've learned from having mentorships or being a mentee for other mentors, for my mentors. Man, I feel like I've used the word mentor probably like 400 times in this 20 minute episode. (laughs) Um, So I apologize if I'm getting a little obnoxious there, but a couple tips I've learned over the years um, are as follows. Firstly, be respectfully persistent and follow up with your mentors. Okay. Now this is critical and it's something that's probably my weakest point right now, because personally I have issues following up and being persistent with the with the busier mentors in my life, you often have a lot going. They've got multiple businesses, families, jobs, projects, whatever it is. These these guys are legit, and if and they've got and they're organizing their time. They've they're essentially they've got a lot packed into their very organized, regimented, and busy schedules, and it's often because of that that because they've got so many people bombarding them with requests and business things and family things. That when you message them, sometimes they might not reply right away. Um, sometimes they might reach a message and then forget to reply. Um, like sometimes they might not even see it at all for a day or two. Other times they'll respond to an initial request and be like, yeah, I'm totally fine with helping you. Like I would love to uh, add yourself to my calendar or I'll reach out to you in two days with some resources you're asking me for. Whatever it is, sometimes more often than not, I would say it's it's a fairly common occurrence. You have to be respectfully persistent with these mentors. And it depends on the person. It depends on the individual because some aren't as busy as others. And this is what I'm still trying to learn because there's a balance to it. You don't want to harass them. You don't want to text them every 30 minutes until you get what you get or get what you're asking them for because that's just completely disrespectful. That's why I added respectful 
to the pers persistent C part of the sentence. Be respectfully persistent because what my mom has shared with me from her own experience and what I've also learned from mine is that these guys are busy, yes, but they also really want to help you. If you find the right mentor, they really, really do truly want to help you. They love helping people. People love sharing their life experiences. And I'm going to make a general statement here that generally people are great. Like they, they want to help you succeed. They want to help share. They, they want to share what they've learned with you. So you're going to get mentors who are extremely eager to help you, but are just sometimes forgetful. Maybe they're a little bit or, organized or whatever it is. You just got to be persistent in following up with them. So for example, if you message one and you say, Hey, let's schedule a call um, for this next week, or do you have any availability this next week? They might say, yeah, I'll get back to you on that. If a day or two goes by and you haven't heard from them yet, just follow up real respectfully and say again, Hey, just checking on you. Um, do you have any availability for a call this week? And hopefully by then they'll be like, oh yeah, I need to send you the, the link to my calendar to add yourself to it. Or let's pick a day and time right now. Uh, other, other little things like that. Um, sometimes they might even say, yes, I do, but they don't give you an exact action step from there. If you have to follow up by a third time, maybe to say, hey, um, would you prefer if I reach out to you in a week or two to see if in the future, in the near future, it might work better for you than, than say right now? So sometimes you got to be flexible and willing to work around their schedules and they're going to appreciate you for that. So because, you know, it's it's natural, it's life. Sometimes people are busier um, at certain seasons in their life than other times. So be respectfully persistent. And this is honestly something I'm still working on myself. Second tip here, show initiative. This is pretty basic. Um, when you're reaching, this is particularly important when you're reaching out to a new mentor who doesn't know you and you kind of need to prove your worth to them that you're going to respect their time and actually implement the advice they give you. Uh, this often, one tip I heard here was when you're first reaching out to a mentor, take the first few steps on your own and show them what you've done. So if you're going to ask about, if you're going to, ask advice about a new business, put together a business plan, put together your thought process on this all, put together some preliminary research, um, try to go through multiple steps of the process until you get stuck with the genuine problem or question, and then present that to a mentor, um, to a potential mentor, whatever it is, they're going to appreciate that so much more because they'll have something tangible they can help you with that. But they'll also see that you've actually taken the initiative on your own and put in preliminary work before reaching out to them that wastes or that does what i'm trying to say is that that doesn't waste their time if you just run up to a mentor with a question or ask them to do something for you and like expect them to hold your hand through a process they might get a little annoyed now some mentors specifically want to help you in some sense walk you by the hand through a very complicated process whatever that is um, but that's not every mentor so don't treat every mentor like a personal teacher who's got all the time in the world to help you. Show initiative, take some steps yourself, or maybe you even run into it like a genuine question or roadblock and bring that to them. Uh, that'll help a lot. That kind of feeds into my third tip here, which is just respect their time. This is a little general, uh, but it's the basics. Show up to the show up to your meetings, your calls, your in-person meetings on time, better yet, even early. Bring questions, bring some 
notepad and a pen and pen and paper, basically um, bring your laptop to take notes on whatever it is to show prepared, uh, show early, respect their time in every sense of the word and do everything you can to, to make their life easier too. And what I mean by that is when you message them to set up a meeting or ask a question, be precise, uh, be clear, be, don't beat around the bush. <laughs> like I am right now trying to figure out what this is to say. <laughs> um, be, very, be very specific, clear, and concise, essentially. Just respect the time. It, there's not a lot to say on this. It's pretty intuitive. And by the way, one thing, one last thing I'll say here is that there's kind of, in some sense, like an etiquette uh, that's best to use with a, with mentors, particularly as they get busier and more qualified. Um, you'll kind of learn that as time goes on. You'll learn how to, what kind of language to use with these people, what kind of tricks and strategies you should use to make their relationship with you easier and that they'll respect you more. They'll know you're trying to be uh, intentional about protecting their time, et cetera, et cetera. This, this kind of like lingo and way to communicate and help mentors in some sense, um, you'll learn naturally over time as you work with them more. It's kind of, I don't want to be vague about it. So I'm just going to kind of leave it there. So hopefully that wasn't too confusing. All right. Last thing I'm going to say on this is um, a little tidbit I don't know, that I learned after being mentored by a bunch of different people, and that's to eat the hay and spit out the sticks. And essentially what that means is that, as I've previously mentioned, these are all different people with different life experiences and different opinions, and you're often going to get conflicting advice. Not often. I mean, if you're picking the right mentors and they all know what they're saying, um, or at least have some general real life experience, they should be saying some fairly similar things, but sometimes you'll get some conflicting advice. And another thing I'll mention is that just to remember that every mentor is human, just like you are, no one's perfect. We all make mistakes. you got to give them some grace uh, for that. Uh, be patient with them. But that it's, it's rare to find a mentor that you want to emulate perfectly in every area of their life. When you do find them, treasure them. Like that's, that's awesome. That's excellent. Um, but it's okay to take on mentors who have expertise in one area of life that you want to learn from, but not necessarily in every area of their life. Um, now, what I'm trying to say here is don't necessarily... What's the best way to put this? I would say use discernment. Um, this is where having your parents or current mentors vet future ones will come into play. But when you're choosing a mentor, say one has a lot of experience that you want to learn from someone in their expertise in their business or their career, but maybe they're home life isn't great, or maybe their you know, personal health isn't great. Um, it doesn't mean that you go to that person to, okay, here's what I'm trying to say. It doesn't mean you have to turn them down as a mentor or to avoid communicating with them or avoid learning from them. 
uh, particularly their business or career advice, uh, just because they might have poor personal health. Um, it's completely okay to go to different people uh, for different reasons and for like different expertises that have, that they have for specific advice they can give you. I've got multiple people like that in my life that I go to for help on one area of life, but not every area of life. And that's all I'm saying is that not every single mentor is going to be perfect. Um, not every single one is going to be able to provide quality advice to you in multiple or even every area of your life. And that's okay. It's okay to have the people, those people in your network that aren't perfect and that have something to provide, have value to provide you in one or two areas of life, but not every single one. I feel like I'm kind of repeating myself here, but that's essentially the gist of eat the hay, spit out the sticks. Take the good parts, maybe leave the parts that you don't necessarily uh, find are quality. I don't say necessarily disagree with because sometimes mentors will give you advice that you disagree with, but it's technically the right advice. And it's something you need to take heed of. For example, when I was speaking with mentors about my personal issues at school, um, they their advice in general was kind of like, oh, I know you're right. It that like that's makes sense, that's good advice. But I really dread that. Like, you know, that isn't necessarily the easy answer. So hopefully you got some help or got some tangible value uh, out of everything I kind of blabbed about so far. Um, if I'm going to summarize this all, it's pretty basic. Just get a mentor. If you have interest in basketball, sports, business, finance, um, art, starting a lawn care business, whatever it is, there is someone in that space who has more experience than you and would be willing to impart their knowledge on you. There's a bunch more I could say about everything, mentorship and getting a mentor. And I'm a huge proponent of it. If you haven't figured that out already. Uh, and I'll just wrap up by saying again, mentors, in my opinion, are the cheat codes to life. They're so extremely valuable. And I see so few, particularly of my peers taking advantage of it. And it's just heartbreaking because they're making so many mistakes that someone with more life experience could tell them to avoid or could, could point out to them. With that, I'll go and just wrap it up where I'm at. I appreciate you guys' time. If you have any more questions on it, please reach out to us. And until next time, we'll uh, see you on the, and we'll catch you guys on the next episode of the Teen Financial Freedom Podcast. Thanks. Thank you for listening to the Teen Financial Freedom Podcast. We would greatly appreciate it if you could subscribe, leave a review, and share this with someone who needs it.